This episode's going to make you so wet. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there's Brandon. That's me. You can find us online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at YouTube.com slash at Namely90s. And if you'd like to support our show and get access to exclusive content, go to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, 90s, and then we'll start creating said content once you sign up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been a while since i've checked our patreon and also smash that subscribe button on whatever whether it's youtube or deezer if it's still a thing or good pods or spotify or podify or whatever pod bean i think is pod the bean. one that we added flick flick the pod bean isn't that from a movie so it's uh yes, it's Butler porn. and Catherine heigl um i'm sort of rom-com from like 2000 podcasters 12 oh podbean was like the coffee place i'm gonna look this up because now i'm 2009 i was pretty close the ugly truth Catherine heigl Catherine heigl gerard butler Hmm. there's like a reference to flicking a bean i think as to some way we're gonna move on from that uh so what's up (laughs) Uh, well, speaking of flicking the bean, um, <laughs> I watched that 90s show today. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's my response to that, uh, that, that, uh, innuendo or euphemism really. Oh, so the, uh, the, that 90s show came out today, um, on Netflix. This is the day we're recording. Um, it came out last week for people listening, uh, that 90s show being the continuation of not that 80s show, but that 70s show. Right. Naturally. Um, yes. That, that's the progression. Uh, I watched like three or four episodes before we started recording and I'm going to watch the whole series. Um, yeah. and I say that because I'm fairly sure that it's not going to make it into a second season. Um, I think it works because they actually brought back like, enough of the people. They did. But it's also in like, you know how in they do the that seventy show is structured in such a way that you could bring on the the famous people and then just have them walk away and never show up again. Right. Um, like they waste Eric or sorry, uh, Topher Grace and Laura Prepon show up in the first episode. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis show up in the first episode, but they don't get to interact with uh, Topher Grace and um, mm-hmm. Laura Prepon. Uh, and then Fez, um, Wilder Valderrama shows up, I think as either the end of the second episode or the beginning of the third. Does he show up <laughs> as an NCIS agent? <laughs> no, he's <laughs> Fez is now a hairstylist. Okay. And he's in love with the woman that lives next door to, um, to the foreman's, um, 
basically what happens is uh they show up and uh for fourth of july uh, with with their daughter eric eric and donna show up with their daughter and then the daughter is naturally uncool because eric's kid yeah and right. eric, eric is now a professor in chicago uh who teaches about the religion of star wars um shocking and uh yeah uh his daughter is now a teenager and wants to get away from them for the summer and make friends and live life and whatever and they're like okay fine uh you can do that and that's the premise and then kitty and uh kitty and red are back to living with teenagers again I don't know. It it, it feels it feels like it just kind of fit back into continuing uh, that seventy show. Which, okay. to be fair, it is like out of the four episodes, two of them are direct rips from like the first. I hey, mean, why I'm, why reinvent the wheel? You know. Yeah, it's that's how you do these nostalgia things. Now, the first episode is the exact copy of the original. Except with slight tweaks. Except instead of like sitting downstairs in a circle smoking pot, they're just like raging out of their minds because they're on like Molly and PCP or something. Well, so I paused half of the episode I was watching, out. but they are going to a rave. So possibly, but at the end of the first episode, Kitty drops a bunch of old records and uh, board games. And if you remember back to that Sunday show, Eric, one of the places he hid his stash down, down in the basement was the Candyland um, board game. So <laughs> They open the Candyland board game and they find 20 year old Wii. Yeah, I'm sure that's real potent. It's like yeah. the oregano that's been in the back of your uh, spice cabinet since uh, 2000, 2002, you know? Uh, seven, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, they also ran into Leo at one point, um, Tommy Chong. Okay. Uh, uh, his character, Leo, man, like man, uh, sweaty Wisconsin. drunk, I'm not God, Osfer. Wisconsin EDM, that's like uh, its own genre, right? Oh, yeah, especially in the 90s. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, I I was hesitant because the kids looked so young, uh, but they're, they're winning me over. And then the, the parents storylines each episode seems to be doing well so far. So, good, good. yeah, I'll keep watching. That. And speaking of things. I'll keep watching. Uh, There's a trailer this week or last week, depending on when you're listening to this, that dropped for um, the 30th anniversary reunion episode of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers called Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Once and Always. Uh, and I made Andrew watch the two minute and 30 second yes. trailer uh, that also dropping on Netflix. You know, I was going to quit my Netflix subscription this year, but this might keep me around for another six months. Um, it's coming out in April. They're reuniting four of the Mighty Morphin Rangers. So would you like renew it? Because doesn't isn't um, Cobra Kai on Netflix? Yes, but they haven't announced another season yet, have they? Yeah. Are they six? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, because I remember I was I was hoping they would, but I don't remember them doing it. Um. Either you're right way. sorry my mistake you're right but yeah give us a sixth season of cobra kai yeah um, seriously and uh especially since you just found the show yeah i mean i feel like they you know it almost seems like it's it's completed but you always want that little bonus 
Yeah, and it also could have been completed back in season yeah, three. Yeah, they could always add more drama. Yeah. Anyway, Netflix is a steaming heap. But uh, yeah, that, that it, 90s it, show. It really is. Uh, <laughs> that 90s show, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And then for the new season of Power Rangers, they just announced that uh, a new Red Ranger, the new Red Ranger is going to be uh, the first full-time female Red Ranger without sharing the role of Red Ranger for the season, uh, which is a convoluted way of saying the first Red Ranger, female Red Ranger, because there's been, there was another female Red Ranger in the, the Super Samurai. Yeah, it feels like they're a little late to that party. 30 years late. Like, isn't it time for the first, like, non-binary Ranger at this point? I think they have one. Oh. He might have been an alien. Well, then I think it kind of defeats. The, I, then you're just chickening out, you know. I mean, so this is the same. This is the same cast in and Ranger series that um, they. It was the first lesbian, openly gay Ranger, um, openly lesbian Ranger. Uh, so they had to up the ante for the it was third. Played season. by Ellen DeGeneres. Wait, that was. <laughs> yeah, they 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 de-age her really well with the technology. <laughs> Uh, basically reanimate her okay sorry she's not dead ellen wasn't she like one of the most liked people on tv for a while and then it became (laughs) like became known that she was really actually not that nice right 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 as like it was her final season or something and then it's like everyone's just like oh my god working for her is a nightmare (laughs) yeah that's Uh, exactly what happened uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that and uh, both 90s things, both 90s relevant things on Netflix. So apparently this is where millennials have to turn to now for their entertainment because, you know, we can't we can't be watching Euphoria with all the, the teens and the party drugs and such. Netflix knows their their demographic, I guess. Old people. Children. <laughs> what? <laughs> No, there's kid shows on there. I don't oh know. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, any, 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 anything you're watching? Uh, uh, anything you're Ooh, looking forward to? We're finally. Up? I mean, this is not '90s, but we're finally almost done with Modern Family. Jesus, well, it's eleven old. seasons. Yeah, but. <laughs> and we don't have that much time to watch TV. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So we're finally getting through that, and then we're just trying to figure out what we're going to watch next. You know, it's always the. Well, thing. you know, it has more than 11 seasons. Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, God, no, thank you. Um, yeah, what else? I mean, we always, as you know, we always have friends on in the background, like mm-hmm. at nighttime or whatever. Although it is very strange. And I've, I've read somewhere, maybe on Reddit, that like the theme song is wrong on um, the Netflix version. Like, it's the right claps. song. It's by the Rembrandts, but mm-hmm. it's like a, a weird... The reason it's weird is because we watched that whole DVD box set for like mm-hmm. for years and it, it, it is the original like TV Recording. broadcast theme song. Yeah. But now it sounds different. And there's all these theories as to why like it was sped up on TV to make the episodes a little shorter to fit. It wasn't commercials. It just sounds wrong and it's very mm. weird and it's kind of off putting. But other than uh, that, I mean, as someone that owned that song, that single on a cassette tape the original broadcast version was the same as the recording. Yeah. So, but yeah, something is weird with the, 
online. I online. I haven't watched it. I, I, I remember it being correct when I watched it on Netflix. I haven't watched it on, what is it on now? Peacock? HBO Max. HBO Max. But um, then I heard it. I was listening to my 90s playlist, mm-hmm. and I heard the song, I'll Be There For You, by the Rembrandts, you know, the radio edit. It's just a different song. Like it sounds similar, but it just Dis- it sounds disagree. so different. Uh, I, I I personally enjoy the bridge where they they go into the no, but the the radio edit is it. They must have done a separate recording for the show because it sounds different. I again disagree. <laughs> I you have to listen to them side by side. It is definitely not the same. Like it, it's not it's not the same recording. Hmm interesting maybe maybe the version well maybe I, the version I, I heard was from a different yeah i don't, recording I don't too, but. it wasn't it wasn't the radio edit that i had mm. it was the the single the full song yeah, yeah yeah anyway it's hard to listen to that song because you, you can't not think of friends you know <laughs> like oh uh, didn't they make it for friends i thought they made it mm, i'm not sure they, they could have made it before i'm pretty sure they made it for friends uh, that's why, like, the music video was them, like, playing the song with them. Yeah, you're right. It was it was written for yeah. friends. Well, good to know. I didn't know that. I learned something today. <laughs> so you can I say the thing. Well, oh, right. Uh, um, no, what? I meant today I learned. Oh, no, I'm not going to say today the, I learned. No, thing you hate. I was um, today years old when I, oh, God, just, ugh. All right, so um, we're doing our second deep dive episode. It's my turn to pick the topic. Um, so yes, naturally, is. I picked in the dead of winter. Uh, the topic I picked was Super Soakers, the original summer fun toy. Well, deep dive got you thinking about water, you know, so you're like, yeah. we're going to dive it's- into. It's not that we, I was trying to figure out a random quote for quotely nineties and then pick the water boy and then thought I could do super soakers. But you're like, you're reminding in the dead of winter. Well, it just pretty much became winter. You are well a month ago. You're like, you're making us think about summer. Yeah. Now we hate you. <laughs> well, to be fair, I was outside yesterday and it was sunny and blue and clear. Um, I'm going to fly to California and stab you. Just so <laughs> it, was, you know. it was just very wet because it rained for two weeks here. Uh, put a tarp down. Uh, yeah, that's the one thing I don't have. If a tree falls on my house. Um, Did you know tarp but, is short for tarpaulin? I did not. Yeah. What is a tarpaulin? It's a tarp. A tarp <laughs> is an abbreviation. Yes. I, I, that was a joke. Okay. Uh, that that bodes well. Surprised we didn't call it a Paul. Okay. Well, Paul, Paul is like the the thing, Paul, the that you hold. Yeah, that you bear. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. There you go. Paul bearer. If you yes. Will. Yes. Um, I think it's like a pole or something, isn't it? And that's where the word pole comes from. Hanging on to that and pole. That's your naming nineties deep dive. Catch us next week for <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. So before we start, um I used a variety of sources for this. You can find that all in the information below in the description. Um and I leaned a lot on soup I I I leaned a lot on isoker.com. That's I S O A K E R dot com for the latter half of the story. 
and I used them the last time we talked about Super Soakers all the way back in episode seven, uh, the June 1991 episode. Um, and uh, while there's a lot of interviews and articles about the creator of the Super Soakers, uh, Lenny Johnson, there's not a lot of documentation about the decline of the Super Soaker. So shout out to iSoaker.com. And if you want a more in-depth documentation of the Super Soaker brand from 1982 to 2016, check it out. And you can also check out their library of all the Super Soakers mentioned in this episode. So you can follow along because I won't go into overly descriptive lists of every single model. Um, or, or descriptions of every, every single, uh, super soaker. But, um, what you can do is figure out what models you had and take us on on Instagram or Twitter, um, at naming ideas, nine zero S and tell us what, what super soaker, what water gun you had and what you personally remember. Cause I'll be bringing up a couple that we had, or if you've been listening to us since episode seven, you'll already know this. Uh, but yeah, um, I didn't really think of a good title. I feel like Andrew would have had a good title for, for this episode. I would have called, I absolutely would have called it Phil pump and blast. I mean, (laughs) and you may recognize that, uh, listeners as a reference to that episode. You said it was the seventh episode, seventh episode. I believe where one of the promotional slogans for one of the super soakers was Phil pump and blast, which Brandon and I had an awful lot of fun with. The slogan. Uh, and <laughs> so uh, that means if you saw the title for this episode, you saw that uh, it says Phil Pump and Blast, a Super Soaker retrospective. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and it was only 17 minutes into the episode in which I decided to title it that. <laughs> All right. Um, so welcome to the Super Soaker. Um, if you're not familiar with what the Super Soaker is, it is a water gun. Um, produced by Laramie in the entirety of the 90s. Um, The term has become a generic term for pressurized water gun like Kleenex or Band-Aid has for those products. Um, All right. It is... Oh, more and more... Let's get a more wikipedia clearly entry for this it's an american brand of recreational water gun that uses manually pressurized air to shoot water with great power range and accuracy so you could pump fill and blast uh and but i shouldn't cut it off there with greater power range and accuracy than a conventional squirt pistol so yeah the the thing about this is that when they say an american brand of recreational water guns it implies that there's like a utilitarian water gun that you're like (laughs) people are like the police force carries it you know yeah that's what they have on top of their little riot tanks right maybe if they're hunting witches or something (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's a military water gun just like cuts (laughs) people in half Oh, we'll get to that later. Um, that's a teaser. Uh, so it sold over 1 million units, uh, which I was going to take this actually out because it's sold way more than 1 million units. Um, that's probably the original uh, Super Soaker 50. Sure. Um, and uh, the brand's made over a billion dollars, obviously. Um and we're going to have a little so some quick terminology. Um, we're going to talk about the piston pumper, which is the dumb kind of, of Andrew's enjoying this already. <laughs> All these words just make me giggle. Uh, so a, a piston pump, piston pumper is the kind of, uh, water gun where you, you have just, to keep pumping it to keep it spraying. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> yeah, 
I, I call <laughs> it the dumb sprays you pump kind. Uh, air pressurized, which is what the air pressure, air pressurized. That's what the super soaker does. Uh, there's two kinds. There's pressurized in the water reservoir and pressurized in this in a separate chamber. Uh, water reservoir being where your water is stored. Um, yeah. Versus this. Is that why the chamber. ones had like the big tank and then like the little tank, the little spherical Co- tank? Correct. Got it. Uh, and then um, when we get further down the line, there's the constant pressure system, which is water pumped into a rubber bladder to exert a constant pressure on the water as it exits the chamber so that you get the the force and pressure leaving at the That's same like time. That's like me when I had three cups of coffee. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> there's motorized, uh, which is... Another version of water guns prior to this had uh, prior to the super soaker used batteries to power a motor that powered an electric pump to shoot water. If you were the rich kid or you just had a piston pumper that shot flimsy amounts of water. Yeah. Uh, and it's also used in some later nerf models. So uh, inventing the super soaker, we have Lonnie Johnson, an engineer who worked at JPL on uh, NASA's Galileo mission and he was also a captain in the Air Force. Uh, He originally thought of the concept in 1982 while he was um, working on a new type of heat pump for refrigerators and air conditioners that used water instead of Freon uh, to be more environmentally friendly. It would be nice if that had worked out. Right. Um, by the way, Lonnie Johnson sounds like a guy who drives an excavator. <laughs> just saying like <laughs> he just, it, his name does not sound as distinguished as his background. Uh, correct. This man has 120 plus patents to his name. Do you know he anyone an named adventure. Lonnie? Um, I know one person named Lonnie actually. Is it short for something? Uh, I assume Leonard. Lonnie Wahlberg. No, that's, that's Donnie. <laughs> Uh, but Lonnie, I feel like was a popular name in the eighties and nineties or the like seventies and eighties. So they would be adults during the the nineties. Uh, teens ready adults. for battle. It's a gender neutral name of American. Okay. I'm so sorry. I interrupt. Continue. Uh, no, uh, I, uh, this is a quote from Johnson. So I was machining some nozzles and experimenting at home and shot some streams of water into the sink. And then I turned and shot a shot across the bathroom where I was doing these experiments and thought to myself, geez, this would make a neat water gun. Uh, Other reports say that he had a leak in one of the systems and that's where the pressurized uh, stream idea. Okay. Yeah. 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 We had that in our basement at work the other day. Oh, you could have invented the super soaker. Well, no, it was like we were, I was, someone's like, there's water dripping in the basement. And I was like, oh, I'll go check it out. And so I go and there's like this little, like, there's a wall of pipes and there's like a metal white door that's closed mm-hmm. and I see water dripping from it. So I open the door and like this <laughs> tiny jet of water, hot, like piping hot water uh, is just shooting across the basement. Same concept. Uh, did you? I then put my <laughs> hand into the stream. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you, did you, did you patch it or did you just like? close the door back. I kind of walked. I just closed. I literally, I literally closed the door and called and I was like, okay, I think we need to call the plumber. But then I was told it was like to keep the water at a constant temperature for the eyewash station. Mm. And I'm like, this is scalding hot. This is not appropriate. <laughs> that was clearly the water refrigeration that, that he was working on back in the 90s. Like, Good right? God. Um, had our own little super soaker. <laughs> Uh, so eventually he made a prototype from PVC pipe, pexy, wow, plexiglass 
some O-rings and an empty plastic soda bottle and patented it in 1986. Um, it was capable of shooting water. Like the prototype was capable of shooting water up to 40 feet. Um, and uh, he uh, simply titled the patent for the squirt gun. Uh, wow. I forgot about that term. <laughs> yeah. Like, squirt gun. Yeah. Even across all of my research. Yeah. Like you don't No one used the word squirt gun. As kids, I feel like we did a little. Yeah, I feel like that was but synonymous with something. Super Soaker. Like, no one said water gun. Go get no. your water gun. No, go get your squirt guns. Um, yes, apparently it is synonymous with something else now. Uh, as, as it says in the patent, the squirt gun includes a nozzle for ejecting water at high velocity, a pressurization pump for compressing air into the gun to pressurize water contained therein and a triggered actuated flow control valve for shooting the gun by controlling flow of pressurized water through the nozzle, a battery powered oscillator circuit and water flow powered sound generator produce futuristic space ray gun sound effects when the gun is shooting. That's so kind he, of fun. Yeah. He originally envisioned it being like, um, the terrible EES, uh, nerf super soakers. Or Hasbro Super Soakers. I feel like that's taking it too far with the, the noises, you know? Right. And you don't need electronics in, in squirt guns. Well, yeah, yeah, water and electricity don't mix necessarily. But also the fact that he, um, like, y- you come up with the pressurization system, mm-hmm. but he also does the nozzle. It's kind of like the, the end of the hose, you know, is like just shooting out water, but if you put your thumb over it, kind of closes it that, that down pressure. and creates more pressure. So. You had to combine the two. There was never a great like pressure management system before. Yeah, it was just squirting, <laughs> squirting Squirt. some water. Uh, so, unfortunately, he was told it would cost two hundred thousand dollars to manufacture the first thousand units. Uh, originally, he planned on manufacturing it himself and selling it himself. Uh, so over the next few years, he would try to sell his pressurized water guns to toy manufacturers. And while they were impressed by it and uh, they, he was never really given a chance due to the lack of his own business experience. This was one of uh, his first commercial ventures. Venture, yep. Mm, yeah. Sure. Uh, and finally in 1989, a new and upcoming brand called Laramie would buy the license to manufacture his pressurized water gun um but actually in reality laramie was mostly known at the time for making knockoff toys they uh-huh. copy what was popular on the market and then uh make a cheap knockoff and capture about 10 percent of that i market. mean that's smart um, it's always like <laughs> listen if i could do 10 percent as well as this um, like you know rich person or this company mm-hmm. i do pretty well for myself and they just took that and made it a business model yeah beanie bagels <laughs> Uh, so in 1990, they released the power drencher, which looked a lot like the super soaker 50, I believe, uh, it sold well, but it didn't have any TV based marketing. Uh, so, um, in 1991, they rebranded the power drencher, which you can find ads for online. Uh, and most of them will lead you to the 1990 model of the super soaker. I bet. Uh, oh, wow. Yep. Turn on that safe search. And, uh, they rebranded in 1991 as the super soaker with a string of TV commercials that sold over 2 million units in summer of 1991. Um, did they ever use the song under pressure by 
David Bowie in the I feel Redemption. like that would be too much for a cheap super soaker. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Andrew and I watched one beforehand uh, before starting this episode. Do you remember much about it? Uh, well, what struck me the most is how pixelated it was and the aspect ratio. But yeah, it was like a, I think it was kind of like a Blues Brothers knockoff kind of deal with the, the kids, kids wearing suits. the suits, sunglasses, and whatever type of hat that's called. I think those were actual fedoras. Yeah. Unless I was a triple. I couldn't see that well. It was very pixelated. Uh, but they tried to go to state, uh, uh, Buffy's party. Buffy wouldn't let them into the pool party, so they jump the wall wearing suits and <laughs> shoot them with super soakers. There's a name you heard a lot in the 90s, Buffy. Especially the early 90s. And this was, I think that was prior to the movie Buffy the Vampire Slayer coming out. Is that a name? I, I guess it is. Uh, d- d- probably got more popular after the show came out, but yeah. Um, so well, the, okay. Wow. Buffy is a short form of Elizabeth. That's like the whole uh, Richard Dick thing. That makes sense. Elizabeth Summers. I don't, I don't like that. Vampire sailor. Uh, so the original Super Soaker line included the SS-30, which was the, the small orange pistol, um, the Super Soaker 50, which was the yellow mid-sized one that had like the water bottle looking tube on the top, yeah. and uh, the Super Soaker 100, which is the blue model with this, there's the second ball on the back tank um, and a 1.5 liter reservoir. That's the one that uh, I had. I always thought of that as my dad's uh, Super Soaker. And the uh, Super Soaker 200, which you saw in the end of the commercial, had the dual tanks on the top, or it looked like a dual tank, um, and a shoulder strap, and it was orange and yellow, and there's a it was a two-liter dual reservoir on, on the top, which... Um, What's two liters in American? Uh, two liter. Yeah. It's not, not a lot. (laughs) Um, but for, for, for like water gun technology, that was mind blowing back then. Yeah. Uh, so one iteration or the other of the super soaker was in the top 10 summer toys throughout the nineties. Uh, since the rebrand, most of them were bangers. It's it's gotta be like, it's a water piss, a water gun. You gotta be in the top 10. And for summer and a good one. Like, it, do you remember like the, you know, you would get like a, a one that looked like an actual gun with a, like an orange trigger and it just like would squirt like maybe yeah, a foot yeah, those away are terrible. From, yeah. Um, or I think and the way you refill them, it's got the, that little plug that you pull out. It looks like one of the little, like, the little tags you get on clothing, you know, and there's like no way for it to aspirate. So like, keep overflowing yeah it's incredibly irritating whereas with the uh like the jug you know the thing the unscrewed thing the Mm -hmm. reservoir you could just like dunk that in water or fill it up fairly quickly from the hose yeah uh and yeah um the the only the only thing that i remember that kind of got close to that was like the dumb things where it was just like a long one long tube that you just like suck all the water yeah those were dumb those are not, it would take but so long to fill the range. chamber. Yes, very true. And the the soaking power on those is pretty good. I mean, those things were 
Those were uh, a lot. I mean, but I feel like those were always in the pool. They were ideal for like water sports and stuff. True, true. Uh, let's get back to some of the controversial super soakers. Uh, there are two that uh, among that weren't bangers, according to online uh, forums. And that was the super soaker XP 85, which was the three nozzle split array that you had two of. What the hell was the point of that thing? <laughs> Well, so you could shoot forward and left and right, just in case you get ambushed. Um, and the XP yeah, ninety—that's that's why they have that uh, in Afghanistan, right? <laughs> yes, the three—it shoots three ways. Yeah, are we ambushed? And then you just shoot every direction. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, and so those were criticized for not packing the same punch as an average super soaker, which I kind of remember them not like doing spraying so well um no at least as hard uh you yeah you you own them more than i did so because you you actually own them uh but the pinnacle came in the form of the cps line which is a constant pressure system uh and in particular the cps 2000 which was lonnie johnson's favorite and the cps 1000 which i owned um those are considered (laughs) they're so dangerous someone calls cps if you buy one for your kids that's where they got the name Uh, Kind of, yeah. Uh, But (laughs) where the super soaker reached the highest of highs in water gun technology with the constant pressure system, it also set up its own downfall. Dun, dun, dun. Perfect. (laughs) And now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, namely 90s Minute. Every week, we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of Sarah Michelle Gillar helming the new supernatural teen drama series Wolfpack on Paramount+, Plus, we're looking back at the time she helmed one of the best supernatural drama series in the 90s, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is an American supernatural drama that ran from 1997 to 2003 on the WB and UPN, starring Daphne from the Scooby-Doo movie as Buffy, the girl who stuck a foot up her <clears throat> at Bandcamp and American Pie as Willow, Kevin Lynch from Criminal Minds as Xander, Kendall Casablancas from Veronica Mars as Cordelia, the Prime Minister from Little Britain as Giles, Booth from Bones as Angel, Chris from Family Guy as Oz, Brainiac 5 from Smallville as Spike, and Nona from The Adventures of Pete and Pete as Buffy's sister Dawn. The show is based off of the film of the same name that we did a Damien 90s Minute on, continuing Buffy's story as she moves to a new town called Sunnydale, which happens to be on top of a hellmouth. She gets a new watcher named Giles to keep her training in her vampire slayer duties during her last three years of high school. She makes friends with some nerds, Will and Xander, after being picked on by popular girl Cordelia Chase. Also, she falls in love with a tortured vampire with a soul angel who stalks her like he's Edward in Twilight. After drowning and being resuscitated in the season one finale, there are technically two slayers, and the second one gets killed, calling Faith, played by True Calling, who ends up being an evil slayer turned by the evil mayor, but eventually gets her redemption in the final season. After they destroy the high school in the season 3 finale slash graduation, Angel spins off to Los Angeles and Buffy goes to college. She falls in love with newcomer Riley, who is a part of a super soldier program on campus, and he leaves after having an identity crisis. Willow falls in love with a witch named Tara and becomes a witch herself. Dander falls in love with a demon named Anya. Giles feels lost because Buffy doesn't need him anymore, so he opens a magic shop. Buffy gets stuck with a little sister in season 5, born from magic. Her mom dies in season 6 in the most real depiction of real life long 
else on television until this is us. Finally, in season seven, Buffy faces the first evil who sends proto-vampires after her out of the Hellmouth. She collects all the potential slayers together and unlocks their slayer potential in the final fight against the first and destroys all of Sunnydale in the process. After season seven, there are official comics that continued the story for another five seasons, which I read all of, and finally has been rebooted through Boom Comics in a modern interpretation of the TV series similar to their Power Rangers line. And that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer in a namely 90s minute. More or less. Have you heard of That Cartoon Podcast? Join us while we deep dive on some artistic wonders and even a few blunders. In our second season, we take you through the shows that made all us 90 kids who we are. From Angry Beavers and Rocco's Modern Life to Samurai Jack and the Powerpuff Girls, we've got you covered. You can listen every other Friday on your favorite podcast app. Find us at That Cartoon Podcast. And now, back to the show. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, check out uh, That Cartoon Podcast. Say hi to Teach. TCP. Teach. Uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully they come back from break because uh, couldn't help but notice that they haven't been posting their episodes this uh, month like they said they were. Um, one of them had a baby. That's part of the government shutdown, I think. Yeah, no. Uh, one of them, had, uh, as you, if you were listening to our 12 Days Christmas specials, Tej's co-host uh, and technically the producer of the show is is their wife, not Tej's wife. The they co- are not married to her together. Just to clarify, are they? No, what? you said their wife. No, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a I mean, sister husband happen. brother husband thing. No, a throuple. Um, <laughs> no, uh, TJ's co-host and his co-host wife, I'm blanking on the name right now, had a baby. So, um, hopefully, and yeah, um, yes. So hopefully, hopefully they get their, their episodes back up together after the shock of having a newborn comes, uh, to an end. Does it ever end, Andrew? You no, had, no, no. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, back to back to what did I call it? Uh, Phil pump and blast a super soaker retrospective. Uh, the CPS, the constant pressure system was a second revolution in water warfare. Uh, second to the introduction <laughs> this is water wafer. <laughs> <laughs> it does say water wafer. Uh, second to the introduction of the super soaker 50, but unlike the original super soakers, they could only be fired or, or sorry, the original super soakers. I don't know if you knew this, but could only be fired horizontally. The originals. Yeah. The originals, because if you like, if you pointed them vertically, the air would shoot to the front of the chamber and the water would go to the bottom. So then it would just be a spray. So why would you be shooting up in the air though? Well, I don't know. I remember shooting the CPS uh, 1000 up and upwards for no reason at all. So you're uh, saying the old ones can only be hi- fired horizontally. Correct. They had to be t- because of the air, but the new yes, ones you could fire any angle at any angle, which was pretty cool. I didn't realize that when we were kids, but uh, definitely would have used that against you had I known. Um so as mentioned in our last block, the the CPS had a rubber bladder chamber, which allowed for firing in any direction and maintaining that pressure. Uh, do you remember any any squirt gun fights that we had as a kid? 
Not okay. really, but I, so what you're saying is when you pump it, instead of pressurizing air to push the water out, you're actually pressurizing the water in this bladder that has the capability of stretching to some degree, I imagine. Yes. And then that provides a more constant pressure without the loss of water. Of four, yeah. there's, there's, there's no air in that bladder. Exactly. Uh, so it, it'll, it'll eject regardless of, of direction and maintain that pressure. Got it. Leaving the chamber, um, which results in more power, more impact. Oh God. I loved it as a kid. It was, it yeah, was I terrible. do remember, I do distinctly remember that it was like very different than anything we'd ever seen before. You know, it was awesome. Uh, those came out in 1996. Uh, the CPS system was introduced in 1996 with the CPS 2000 uh, and it hit its stride in 1998 with the release of the CPS 1000, which is kind of when I remember having it. Um, and you the had CPS, the 2000, right? I had the 1000. Uh, get a nostalgic picture. Oh yeah. 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 And, uh, and the, so they released in 98, the CPS 1000 and the CPS 3000, which was the, the version that had the backpack. Oh, that thing's sweet. So the backpack, um, would allow you to carry more water with you, which was the one downfall to any of the super soaker line. Cause they would have, I don't know, a couple liters at most. Um, in the, the only downside to the, um, CPS 1000 was that you couldn't take the tank off. Mm, yeah. you, you had to fill it from the top thing, but that's not the worst. I guess. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think most of uh, the, I think the CPS 2000 also had that feature or didn't have, didn't have the removable tanks. I don't know if any, yeah, you're correct. You're correct. I don't know if any of the CPSs would, I think it's because of how, no, you're right. I just it it could be a limitation depending on how you chose to fill a tank. Right. I would definitely have to use the hose instead of dunking it into a bucket of water. Um, you have like a bunch of the tanks on a belt that you wear. You just like <laughs> flip off the lid, and it's like a, having a, a you know magazine holder. Well, I mean, so like future products would have that that functionality. There would be like, um. I've seen some water pistols with like magazines of water, which dumb because it's, it's like less than a water bottle full of of water or like there were ones that had like these water pellets and uh, which also came in magazines, which I guess made more sense, but still at the same time, you want the big chamber of water. You want the 3000. Uh, but yeah, so we reached the height of the super soaker in 1998, uh, in 2000, they released the same lineup of the CPS under the monster line, which kept the same chambers in general design, but outwardly made them more hideous, uh, to match the monster theme. And it was around this time that, uh, according to some reports that Laramie had to test the monster XL, which was a reskinned CPS 2500. Uh, for safety, particularly how safe it was to shoot someone point blank in the eye with it. Yeah, I think the issue becomes like when you start upping the game, like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have like a water RPG that like, like literally explodes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's, I mean, 
rocket propelled water grenade water grenades you know i i was looking forward to that as a kid um yeah next time like instead of water let's use gasoline <laughs> oh okay. yeah, or you know reports of, i mean that, that goes back to the release of the first super soaker there are reports of people uh in doing drive-bys with it and then actual people shooting back at uh, like actual right. guns back at those people or like couldn't you like put cat piss in it or something bleach, gross to shoot ble- at people ble- yeah bleach was the one that came up in my research i remember i would go to cat piss yeah well people would would put uh, super soakers full of urine in comedy things what um, if you were like you know you're at a restaurant and uh you're like would you like some would you like some balsamic with that and just you get a giant super soaker out <laughs> See, I feel that's what you have those like five dollar squirt pistol things yeah. for. Um, you have oil and vinegar in it. <laughs> just you should have done that when you worked at, uh, at that famous sandwich shop. Oh uh, yes, I'm sure that would have been good with for... the pedophile spokesperson. What? Uh, former pedophile, she... former spokesperson. There it is. Yes, former spokesperson not former pedophile um i'm glad that's getting just that's going to be in our uh transcript so yeah great 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 seo andrew (laughs) you're welcome uh and then from this point uh, so it barely passed the test uh and became the upper bounds to how close you can get to doing to to pressurizing a water gun without causing permanent a lawsuit worthy damage to someone's eye at point blank range which kind of just killed the whole line uh from this point forward they would release less and less uh, cps models uh until 2002 uh or after 2002 there was a three-year gap before another one came out and that one sucked um also in 2002 uh it's significant to the super soaker because this um back in 1995 laramie became the subsidy a subsidiary thank you of hasbro which allowed for better distribution for the squirt guns on a much larger scale but kept the evolution of the project product under laramie's control for five years and that was extended to a seven seven years so in 2002 it was the last year laramie had control over the super soaker line and hasbro disbanded the original team and absorbed the product into their own designer hell i guess um this would re- result in no new cps blasters aside from the super soaker aquapack devastator which sucked uh because it didn't right. compare to the previous ones um and more gimmicky things like the ees series which stood for electronically enhanced which basically added flashing lights to the blaster with double a batteries like you're one of the biggest toy companies in the world and you think just adding some flashing lights to it is gonna work that's Kids- dumber than a rock are stupid yeah but uh, i don't know um I, that was sarcasm by the way finally in 2008 hasbro didn't release uh any pressurized water guns under the super circle line uh instead they released piston-based pump systems and a spring-based pump system uh and yeah well, why do you think it is safety reasons manufacturing costs i'm pretty sure they saw because we they got to the Laramie managed to get to the height uh, the of of what you can do before lawsuit worthiness and um and they even had some lawsuits based on those I anyway so they they're definitely kind of scaling it back um I'm I assume I'm gonna throw out Columbine 
Um, I just miss the days when toys were dangerous, right? Now I sound like a boomer. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, they don't say it like that, but that's that's exactly but, what they imply. I mean, well, like, no, they do say it like that. Back in my day, we played with a copy uh, can full of rusty rock. nails. Exactly. But we didn't like, get no tetanus shots. But we had we exper- we grew up at the time where it was it, it, magical to have a, a, a squirt gun fight. Um, and uh, yeah. like, cause I feel like it's actually, kind of a squirt gun no man's land these days. Have you seen have you ever seen a child uh, since we've become adults? Have you seen a child play with a squirt gun? No, actually, I can't say that I have. Yeah, or like just like driving around in the summer, uh, you would like that would be something that yeah, you everyone would was see. having a squirt gun fight. Yeah, exactly. Or water balloons, or squirt guns <laughs> laying in the front yard. You know, exactly. Like you yeah. just don't see that anymore. You don't, and uh, I, it's it just kept declining. Uh, in 2009, the 20th anniversary of the release of the Super Soaker, or the whatever 1989 to 19 2009 uh was the 20th anniversary and they re-released the super soaker 50 uh but this time with a screw cap on top which you complained about in the the cps 1000 just say it limits um, your options i was envisioning this does. uh this reservoir belt that you could like you know yes, unload I, one and reload another like a, a bandolier the problem is like a gallon of water weighs eight pounds <laughs> <laughs> pretty heavy after a while anyway. but like if you had if if you had multiple reservoirs for like that original super soaker what i'm imagining totally is yeah do that. all the reservoirs on your your bandolier or whatever you call it, they have a flip top like an easy flip top and then you just screw it on real quick you're just dropping you know reservoirs left and right i see that makes more sense i was envisioning actual screw cap now what uh, if you had one of those like you know like the rapid refill like for paintballing well, they have the thing where it's like a jug like the, with like a the nozzle and you top. open it. It's like it's like the um when they fuel up at the you know the, the F F one racers. Yes, um, that would be cool. That we might get to that. Um, two thousand nine, they re releases S uh, Super Circuit fifty, which sucked. Um, under uh, also in two thousand nine, uh, they absorbed super soaker into the nerf line becoming the nerf super soaker so now now it's nerf super soakers so what you're saying is they really nerfed the super soaker yes they they really did they truly truly nerfed it i would like to point out for (laughs) for those listening that do frequent isoaker.com andrew has not visited the site so he doesn't know that that's the title of their nerf chapter (laughs) Oh really? <laughs> they they did the same joke. They they nerfed the super soaker. Yeah, I go to a different website for research. On, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's also it's something soaker, but not the same. Uh, <laughs> so, and finally, for the 30th anniversary, Target had the uh, super soaker 100s, which is what we talked about. In, yes, um, episode seven episode of the 90s. Uh, and I almost bought one. Um, because they did return to this the screw reservoir, I think. And but the problem is, we've learned this on this show. Anything mm-hmm. they try to remake, revive, it's just such a half-ass attempt. These ones did better than the 20th anniversary ones, though. But like, uh, have you ever even had 3D Doritos? People <laughs> making 3D Doritos? You, sure. No, you haven't. Sure. Get out of here. You know, yeah. Um, <laughs> So while the true super soaker spirit is dead, uh, for those of us who grew up with them in the nineties, it truly lives on in our hearts. 
Uh, the Super Soaker was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame in 2015. Uh, in 2010, Hasbro sued Busby Toys for the hydropower line of water guns due to their use of a rubber bladder system similar to that of the CPS, uh, which is disappointing because that means Hasbro slash Nerf is sitting on the constant pressure system not releasing good water guns for fear of getting sued, but also preventing other companies from making what, what if, they're afraid to make. What if they incorporate more technology? It's if so. Okay. Stick with me here for a minute. Mm-hmm. You There's know, the third bladder. No, well, <laughs> you know, it comes from your bladder. No. Um, you know, how they have the Roombas, the little mm-hmm. robot vacuums. Yeah. Well, they've released a Roomba that's smart enough to detect pet feces yeah. and not run over them. And I can attest to the fact that when they run over that species it's a bad deal uh-huh. so a cps gun that can detect a human face too close and won't squirt i i think so i think that's why they really re- or why they were re- re-releasing the super soaker line but not the cps lines because if you did try to point into someone's eye, you would just spray them with mist with the super soakers no but i'm just saying like mm. what if what if the cps guns could detect that there was Had, a face too close. We're living in the 21st century. But like, that would still require like a D battery. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all about the D batteries with yeah, toys. With squirting. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you are say, you are making the point that I was about to make. Uh, current water gun makers have to innovate to make a mark on the market now. Um, like, for example, there's something called Spira 2 water gun. It's an electronic water gun that shoots water bullets up to 46 feet. It reloads in 12 seconds. You just dunk it into the reservoir, does it electro- uh, automatically, and uh, the blaster lasts for 2,000 blasts. Spira 2 water gun. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen a commercial for that. That's why I was trying to look it up and then stop my recording. <laughs> yeah, uh, these are pretty cool, yeah. actually. I, they're also like $150. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, inflation. True. I, and, you know, adults that wouldn't point it point blank in someone's eye. Um, and then there's also Bunch of Balloons Zuru Slingshot, which is a bow and arrow-esque water balloon launcher that could reach a thousand or a hundred feet. Um, those are the best I could find. Uh, and honestly, it's kind of reminding me of what I I looked up options back in episode seven, and I think they were the same ones. Uh, so hopefully, the lack of classic super soakers with the pressure system or the pin coal CPS system will cause innovation for future water guns, allowing future generations to enjoy the water gun fights we had as children. Uh, that was one of the highlights of the summer from my childhood. And yeah. having one of the biggest and best blasters in hindsight has both made me long for super soakers of the past while being burdened with the hands on knowledge of knowing how puny and ineffective the modern nerf super soaker line is. So, yeah, I mean, for me, here's what here's what I would say. In our society, kids already need body armor, so <laughs> why not just make a mask or helmet that prevents the water from going in their eyes? True. I'm, I assume there is right. Or just yeah, goggles. well, I mean, I just like probably the the airsoft ones, you know, probably yeah. more. Or, you know, like wait a second, goggles. hold on now. So you can buy an airsoft gun, mm-hmm. or honestly, a Nerf gun. I think could put an eye out, but the Super Soaker is the one that got basically, you know, uh, de- 
d- destroyed by this whole safety conscious uh, aspect of things? Pretty much. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that uh, I, I I would speculate that um, no, I I I I pretty much think that that is what it was. It's uh, unless for some reason water guns just didn't appeal to kids afterwards maybe not these days kids these days have actual guns yeah well that is true unfortunately indeed um any final thoughts on pump fill and blast oh no no you've got all right it's fill pump and blast fill pump and blast a super soccer retrospective no um definitely miss the days of the squirt gun fight you know um same I feel like we lived on some sort of like, I mean, our neighborhood was from like the 1950s. You know? <laughs> it kind of did feel like riding bikes time. around, you know, in the cul-de-sac playing balls against the other cul-de-sacs xenophobia. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the best. Uh, yeah. A little child size xenophobia for yeah. your uh, enjoyment. Parents got to protect the cul-de-sac um, with water guns. We have the right to water arms, water bear arms, bear water arms. And that's it for this week's edition of Naming 90s. Uh, this week's deep dive edition of Naming 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Join us next week for another variety show episode. And find us on Twitter and Instagram at Naming 90s with 90s. Or find our personal accounts at Bishwitty and at Naming Andrew. And tell us what you want us to talk about on future deep dive episodes. Uh, remember to tag us with what super soakers you had uh, when you were a kid. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Naming 90s. Also with 90s. And maybe we will too. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, Naming90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Audible, CPS, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeartGoodPods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon, that's Andrew, and we'll catch you next time. showers.